What up? What up? Hey, I gotta go grab something real quick. Be right back in the saddle. You're good. You're good. Go for it. We are back breaking down Thunderfoot and Lightning, Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. We are taking you all the way back to 1974. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Oh, yeah. I'll fill in for Bogey because Bogey's not here on today's episode. Last time on the Silver Screen Breakdowns, we find out now who Clint Eastwood really is. He is Thunderfoot. And oh, yeah, Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderfoot. Yeah, Thunderfoot. I, I, I got the mixed up before, too. <laughs> and he's revealed himself as the crazy bank robber that he is. Jeff Bridges loves it. Because he loves a good adventure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they start, um, they, they get tracked down by Red and all the guys from Clint Eastwood's past that he was trying to evade. They finally catch up to him. Jeff Bridges has the bright idea. Why don't we just rob another bank? <laughs> Eureka. Instead of trying to find this money or fight about this money that got taken, you know, supposedly by the police back in the day. Just go rob another bank. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah. Got nothing to lose. Yeah. They get jobs in town. They're doing intel on everything. And now it has come down. Clint Eastwood has already laid out the plan for everybody. Everybody knows their jobs. And now it is time to put the plan into play. Well, let's do it. You want to break down how, uh, how the beginning of the heist goes? Yeah. Well, they, they plan it out. Well, that, that was hard to follow because there's all timing. Yeah. At 10.30, it starts. Then, man, okay. Fun, Lightfoot's got to put on a dress, a wig. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. See, they're, doing, to, they're, like, they're doing that back then, huh? Yeah. Has to be there like 10. He's got a minute of, of a window of time. So there's that, that chubby security guard mm -hmm. that he's got to knock out. And he's got to disarm the, the alarm, right? Yep. Why did he have to go through? Uh, he went through the bathroom. Oh, yeah, because of the cameras. Yeah. Went through the bathroom. Yeah. And so he, he had to get picked up by um by Goody. Yep. So Goody had to pick him out at 1135. He had to have that whole job done in five minutes at 1130. Yeah. While Red and um Thunderbolt are, uh, they got that. Like a Gatlin gun or whatever it is. Whatever the hell it is, it's huge. Like a cannon. <laughs> and here, here it is. You blow I, out the door. I put it on the the cover of the video, but that's what we're talking yeah. about. A huge ass gun right there that was sent straight from mm -hmm. Korea. Four of them were sent over, actually. Four of them were sent over in the show. They said four of them were. They only showed them with two. I don't remember that part. But they said that the guy who sent him uh, got four of them over in Korea. Oh, okay. I missed that. There's some little things where, yeah, when they're setting that stuff up, I was like, the timeline and stuff, they had to do this and that. I was like, man, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But that was one of the funniest parts was uh, Jeff Bridges having to get into the dress <laughs> to just get the guy's attention, the old perv. 
who was in there. And uh, I don't even know what the hell this is. Offsite, someone who monitors their um, their silent alarm or whatever. And uh, yeah, and the reason why they said that they said um, it doesn't it doesn't sound the alarm in the bank itself. No. If anything's going on, they don't know. It all sounds in this off-site place. Yeah, it sounds the alarm at, at the guy's house with his wife yeah. that got gagged. Remember right. the manager? Yeah. He's the one who hears it. Well, and in the, uh, I mean, in, in that building also. I mean, because <coughs> he would be notifying everybody is what I would assume. All everybody right. You needed to know when the alarm went off. But yeah. Jeff Bridges, <laughs> ugly lady, very ugly lady. Um, <laughs> in his dress, gets the guy's attention. The guy just comes and opens the door. And what did he hit him with? Did he have like a mallet? It almost looked like it was like some kind of a dildo as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what he's stuck in his pants, right? Yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't quite I tell what that, that thing was for. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Just knocked him clean out. As soon as he opens the door, and he did it right in time. What did he make it in there? Fifteen seconds early, fifteen seconds before the alarm oh, went off. Oh, uh, it no. did go off. I thought it went off, and then he had to shut it off. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he had to hit it. Yeah, then the phone started ringing, so it was triggered. Yeah, but they said later on that it wouldn't have mattered. He so he didn't have to do the whole dress thing, right? Yeah, because later on, he's like, wait, I did all that for nothing? <laughs> he's so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there were so many things that were just, uh, that were happening there. I, I mean, because once the heist actually, like, goes down, it's like, then they're being chased, you know, by the cops and everything. And as cops are all over the place. But I don't know the cops found them so quickly. That didn't make sense to me. Right. Right? Like, is, that, is that kind of odd? Yeah, because uh, why do they have to go like, to the drive-in? <laughs> you know why? Right. Why? No, I'm asking you. Like, I no, don't. No, I, I, I don't. I it's just, it out. No, it's super random. I mean, I just like driving to get away, right? And well, just leave the leave, leave the city limits. Kid has said I'm not at that scene yet. Yeah, it's like a two-hour movie for sure. So I mean, we're probably. Yeah, well, we're, watching him now. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're a little we're a little bit ahead of that part as far as like it would be in the movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, it is just. Uh, I mean, it is a crazy, crazy chase. I mean, that that's really like this is like most of the action that we're getting in this movie is coming from really as soon as they get out of there to the entire the entire chase scene. Like, what do you think about that in general compared to? I mean, it's a 1974 chase scene. Like, what do you think about it compared to, like, maybe chase scenes that we've seen in the 90s and 2000? Um, the chase scene was okay. I didn't mind that. But what I didn't get was, like, why... It seems like they got scot-free. <coughs> yeah. Scot-free, dudes. <laughs> I know. We don't have Bogart Scott for you here to talk about that, but I think, uh, yeah, like they didn't. I mean, I I was a little confused the way that this ended. Also, 
I mean, pretty much they got, was it Red who like, he pretty much jacked the money from them, like at the end or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, pretty much. Beat the shit out of them after beat they the get away up. from the cops. He pretty much <gasps> ended up uh, hurting him very badly. Yeah, and Red already hated him, so it's like he finally got to get <laughs> some of whatever, you know, whatever vengeance on him that he was trying to get. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened, right? Like Red beats the shit out of them and jacks their money, and they're just like left in the middle of, I mean, wherever the hell they are, right? Yeah, and they're left, and I don't know how the cops found them Red so quickly. Yeah, because they're like, he, he, just, he just drives into the cops somehow. Yeah. So that was like, the whole thing, that whole sequence of them being chased when they could have just left town. I, I don't see why they couldn't just like go out the highway. Right. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. That part at all. Yeah, a little bit unclear on, uh, but I guess it is a movie, you know, and like no matter what, it's like, um, you know, shit like that's going to happen. And then yeah. Red ends up, uh, Get that ends up getting caught by the cops, right? This is like as soon as he, uh, it's almost like they're waiting for him down there. Yeah, he ends up driving erratically downtown. <laughs> they go from the country woods, it seemed like it's a downtown, right? This is right there. And Red's a savage man. I mean, that that uh, that motorcycle cop trying to roll up next to him pulls out the gun, shoots him. Yeah. Savage, he barrels through two cars. Like, he did not go down quietly. Like, that's a stuntman that did that stunt, right? Because, I mean, someone, I mean, at least it looked like it, someone fell over on that motorcycle. Yeah, I was a stuntman for sure. Those guys need to get paid more. <laughs> Those guys are all beat up by the time they're 40. For sure. I mean, man, you're putting your fucking entire body on the line. Like, I mean, this guy just literally, you know, had to fall off of a motorcycle right now. You know? Their scale, they, they actually get paid the most as far as scale. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they get paid more than actors. Actors make good money. For sure. They make even, they make even better money. Yeah. Well, because they're the ones that, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope that they have medical insurance, you know, through uh, SAG or whatever. Because, um, yeah, they're just like literally putting their body on the line all the time. Yeah, I've known a couple of stunt guys. Okay. And I do not want to do it. I mean, it takes a special type of person to be a stuntman, right? Yeah, but the, yeah, the guys that do it, they love it, though. For sure. Love doing all these. Like, then we ask them about, oh, I did this, I did that. And they're so happy to talk about what they've done as far as, it's not bragging. They just like, they just love doing that stuff. So it's fascinating to hear them talk about how they're risking their, their safety every day. Right. So. And then we start, um, the, I mean, Red, it's just crazy. Like the whole sequence of like what the hell happens with him. And then he ends up going into like, what, a department store or something? Like I didn't even yeah. really that part. And then where fucking Rottweiler just pretty much like tears him apart. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much goes crazy, right? Yeah. He goes ape shit. And then he knows he's going to, they're going to off him. Kid has said red drinks Olympia. <laughs> so he's done. Yeah. Just like that. Red's gone. He's an asshole. Yeah, they're drinking Olympia beer. He's such an asshole. Red put a great asshole, didn't he? Yeah, because I mean he was just I mean, he annoyed the hell out of me the whole and a creep. Like, I mean, that was like creepy 
motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Such a creep. Him and Goody Two Shoes. Yeah. Man, these fucking these fucking guys. But all in all, I mean, pretty solid movie. I mean, I you know, I, I think they could have shortened it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's just me nitpicking. Um, I don't even remember if they showed anything like of what happened after that night to when they they start hitchhiking again and they get on the car, um, get on the car and they go to uh, what is it, Warsaw? Is that what that town? Oh, they're on the back of the little truck, right? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, so after the next morning, it looks like, right? They're going back to Warsaw. Yeah. Or or the by the exit by the Warsaw Warsaw. Yeah. So I think he was going into Warsaw, but they weren't going. But the why said another thing. Why were they going back to Warsaw? Because that's where the school was. No, I, I know that. Yeah. But, but I think see, I think what it was, I think because Clint Eastwood didn't know um Lightfoot yet, he didn't really know him when he first told him about the, the money and all that. I think he just took him to a different school in that city on purpose oh that's what i'm guessing because like they show up there at that school and i guess we didn't really talk about it but it was like right when they got the ice cream where he's like huh i wonder if they tore the school down and they put this school up got me thinking yeah because um yeah. Yeah, I wonder, which is when they got off the truck and i says okay this is my my uh last stop we get out guys unless you want to see warsaw yeah and i was thinking well they're do want to see Warsaw. Yeah. But it makes sense. If he took him to a wrong school on purpose, then that would make sense. I mean, that's what I that, that that's what I took from it. Like maybe he didn't know him yet. They didn't. I mean, now they've gone through a huge caper and like, you know, everything. And uh so that that's what I was just assuming. That they were so new in their friendship on this adventure they took him uh to the wrong school on purpose. Okay. Yeah, Kidd said he's not even halfway through. So wait until you see when you see Jeff Bridges uh, working construction or working um, landscaping. It's like right after that when it happens, you'll see the naked the naked chick in the uh, in the window, and it's like right the next scene after that. Hey, hey, what up, Antonio? And there's a show called um in the '80s. I remember called Alice. Okay. And then this guy had a. The guy who ran the diner, his name was Mel. Mel's Diner or something like that. Okay. And he played the landscaper. He was the owner of the landscape company. Hey, Remember? Uh-huh. Remember it started raining? Uh-huh. And Gary Busey says, hey, man, we're going to go to breakfast. Or What's going on? We're working the rain. Uh, work between the drops. I don't care. <laughs> I work between, between the drops. There's, there's some funny lines. What an asshole! <laughs> that's when uh, then he took the truck and put the artillery in there. Yeah, but um, but back where um, where Red beats them up and takes the money, and before he gets taken out by the police, so he fights um, Eastwood didn't really fight back his character because he knows that he's like a killer that he can't really take him. Right. It comes down to it, and he knows that he'll the guy will shoot him. Yeah, for sure. Right, and then um. So he kicked the shit out of Lightfoot more. He kicked, he gave him a couple of kicks to the head. Well, he hit. I I, I think he hit uh, Clint Eastwood Thunderbolt with. Uh, I I think he gave him the back uh, of the head, back of the gun, at the gun or something like to the back of the head. 
It was something that he yeah. hit him with. He just didn't. He didn't punch him. He he knocked him out with something. I don't know what it was. Happened too quick. I don't think he knocked him out even. Well, he knocked him down. Yeah, you're right. He was down. He was pretty much down and out. And then um, yeah, he had a couple boot boot kicks to the head. Yeah, so that's how Lightfoot. So when we see him in the truck the next day, he's like dizzy still. And what up, Axel? He's, yeah, he's all fucked up. Yeah, he quickly <sighs> uh, deteriorates. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. Like, yeah, he uh, he beat the shit out of him for sure. He beat the shit out of him. So he's some uh, hemorrhaging, I'm sure, in the brain, concussion, whatever. Yeah, going on with him because he had trouble. It's kind of sad to see. I mean, it's interesting how he played that, but it was sad to see that character go out like that yeah i was gonna ask you was it from that or what the hell do you think yeah it was i i watched because i was trying to figure out like what happened i couldn't remember yeah and it was from that it shows him getting kicked in the head like twice i saw at least maybe three times yeah because it's funny how italians played mexicans back in the day yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) i never thought of that that's hilarious italians (laughs) played mexicans <laughs> but what? But I mean, Italians were considered white, though. So what? Why would they just use, get Mexicans? Well, not to white people. See, that's what it is. It's like to everybody who's not white. <laughs> I think Italians are considered white, but to like Europe, you know, just I don't know, straight Europeans. How about that? Like, yeah, Italians, like they're not white. Um. Yeah. So then they talk about. Um, so they get back. Yeah, they get dropped off. And then you you don't see it, but Thunderbolt sees it. Yeah, well, I'll be damned, or whatever. He sees that they actually move the school. They do that. They do do this a lot. The old relics, they'll save it and move it somewhere else. Okay, I've seen them put them on like trucks and stuff. Wide load. Okay, they move these like a house, some old relic of a house, into another location, and that's what they I did heard, with this one. Very possible. When I first saw it, I was like. Why the hell are they going back into that church that they started the movie in? <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. I couldn't remember what was going on there. But yeah, then, so of course, the money behind that blackboard, like no one's going to discover that, obviously. No, because nobody, I mean, it's like a museum or something at that point. No one's like touching anything. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see that. So they collect all the, the money, put it in the bags. It's in blocks of red wrapping, right? Or whatever. Uh-huh. Plastic. Yeah. And then they fill up the bags. There's two duffel bags. You get all that money. And Thunderbolt is rich again. He's rich again. And unfortunately, Lightfoot was not able to uh, enjoy it. Yeah, man. That was sad for him. Yeah, and what he was said, like, the, it was written well. Like, how he said, you know, I don't think of myself as a bad guy. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like a hero. I did something good. Yeah. And in his world, that, that's true. You'd see that. I like it early on when he, when uh, Lightfoot says to Thunderbolt, um, yeah, if I knew what you knew, I'd never be broke. He says, what do you think that I know that you would like to know? <laughs> what do you think that you know that I know that you would like to know? Yeah. Axel said, what's the most recent movie y'all reviewed? So we're, we're doing uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot right now. We did Deer Hunter last week, The Replacements before that, uh, The League Season 2. Uh, Vegas Vacation, Little Giants, Necessary Roughness. There's a lot of football movies that we did um, from like July and August. So if you want to hear um, some uh, some reviews on some football movies that we did, those are some good ones. 
Den of Thieves is a good one. Oh, what was it called? Thieves? Oh, maybe I have. Is that what 50 Cent? 2018 movie, huh? With, uh, huh, never seen this one. What's it called? Den of Thieves. And it's oh, with, um, what's his name? Ice Cube's son, also. Oh, shit. Yeah. Second one is in the making. I like it. Never heard of a son. Yeah. But yeah, and um, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of sad how uh, how old Lightfoot went out. Yeah, he just starts talking, starts slurring his words, and then that was um, yeah, then uh, they drive off, <laughs> drives off in the into the sunset, not yeah, in the sunset, but not not in a good way. But yeah, not but he's got his him. money and he's got a nice ride finally. Yeah. I think that Lightfoot, he needed to, if he was going to go, he was going to go on one of these adventures. You know, he, he liked getting into adventures. Yeah, he had no family, nothing. It's uh, it good. Good film. So we'll get into ratings. And the way that we rate the movies is if you would buy the movie, that means you love it, you know, five-star rating. You like it would be... A five-day rental, for you guys who remember renting videos back in the day, five-day rental means you really, really like it. It's like a four-star movie. <clears throat> I would say uh, the next one is the two-day rental. That's like a three-star, you know, two, three-star, maybe like right on the fringe right there. And then if you don't like it, if it's a one-star or a zero-star, it's going to be a same-day rental where you just have to get it out of your possession right away and nelson you can even give the rating what would you rate it based on what you thought before you rewatched it and then like your rating after you rewatched it because it's been a while since you've seen this movie right yeah because i was on a borderline trying to figure out if I, it's a buy or five day or it say originally it was first a buy then i'd say a five day or but what i like a lot about it is the fact that um Jeff Bridges is acting. Yeah. And the story was, was pretty compelling and how it's shot. Uh, I'm with you on Clint Eastwood's acting on it. I wasn't that impressed with his acting, but he still held his own because it's Clint Eastwood. And it wasn't bad acting, but it wasn't like really, you're right, it wasn't really good compelling acting. And the storyline yeah. was pretty good. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's like a it's like a borderline buy to a five. Okay, so this one for me, I I would say so. This is bordering a five day rental and a two day rental. I I say it's like a three and a half. It's like right in the middle, three and a half. And I guess the reason why I'm rating it that is because if I'm gonna watch like a heist movie, especially a bank robbery movie, that I just I probably wouldn't go to this one. I would, there's, I mean, there's so many others like since then. And because I didn't see it when I was younger, I guess like that's something also like if there's like, if I've saw the movie when it was younger, it's automatically going to carry a little extra nostalgia. Like, with yeah, it. but um, I, I did like it overall and uh three and a half. I, I mean, I'm saying that I man, that's not a bad rating, you know, definitely one that uh, would be watched again for sure. Nothing and, to shake a stick at, nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay, guys. It's good. We're good. 
Yeah, it was solid. <laughs> it was solid. And uh, Jeff Bridges, I mean, if anything, he's the reason that uh, that would bump it up like even higher to like the five day rental would be because of Jeff Bridges because he was awesome in this movie. And it was crazy seeing him as a 25 year old. Yeah, right. Yeah. And oh. Kenneth says, I agree, bye. And he said, uh, and he said five, leaning towards five, but he said, I'll have a stronger rating once I'm finished. But that means Kenneth's liking it. Kenneth seems like he'd be a guy that like would like Clint Eastwood, though. <laughs> a man's man. Yeah, the, 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 let's go back to some of the humor. That's not, the, it's not really so, I don't know if it was supposed to be humor, but it's funny where, um, the guy, the bank manager is kidnapped and they find him, the, yeah. the other cops. Uh-huh. Damn, hello, Murph. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I could have stopped laughing at that. That's good. And then uh, someone's, um, that, um, Red was saying, you know, go fuck a duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Red. Go fuck a duck. Yeah, so there's some funny things that the humor back then, man. That type, the humor back then kills the humor now. Yeah, well, because they didn't have to be able to do back then. Didn't have to be so PC about everything. Yeah, the PC's bullshit. Yeah, and that's even why I bring up that show Entourage a lot. I mean, it probably would, it wouldn't be able to fly like today with the type of jokes and the way that they're talking um, in there a lot of time. A lot of times. it was like right before, you know, kind of society changed a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's why it's awesome. But yeah. Hollywood, man. Hollywood likes the politically correct stuff. Yeah. But you go independent films, different story. Yeah. <laughs> different story. Kid, it says bitches are bad though. The ebony in the metal shop is fire. <laughs> the one who had ebony, to- yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's the Pam Greer like that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, then you had Catherine Bach on there. She's hot, and then you had the naked one. The naked one looked that hot, but she was still naked. Just standing Kid, there. Kid says that it's a man's movie for sure. <laughs> Beating little shits asses <laughs> and fucking bitches. <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty much what the whole movie was based around. And another thing what I do like, I never mentioned this, I like the dynamic between Clint Eastwood's character and Jeff Bridges. Because mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood's character was like an alpha male. Right. And he held frame and everything. For sure. And he even knew what to do when he was up against like Red. Right. Like he would, he still challenged Red, but then he still knew his limits. Yeah. Because Red was freaking crazy. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I studied that dynamics like that with... Um, I, I like to study social hierarchies and stuff, uh-huh. behaviors. And, um, you know, status. We were talking about it earlier with status and whatnot. Yeah. And things. So I like watching. And then anything that's written, it's written all in status. Yeah. It's just, everything everything written is written according to status. For sure. And, and, uh, status and archetypes. Yeah. So um, they played it out. Good, and then that's why I think that's another reason why you would see Jeff Bridges as him as an actor. He do these quirky little things as a playful things as a kid, which would further polarize. You can see the difference of uh, the alpha qualities of Clint Eastwood's character, and then the um, more beta like qualities. Although he's a player, though, so he does hold his own too. Yeah, 
but he's still not. He's not like an alpha dude. Right. Definitely. He's definitely the sidekick. I mean, like the sidekick type, uh, the funny guy, the one who's, uh, I mean, Jeff Bridges definitely is the straw that stirs the drink, you know, because you got to have like multiple personalities. What did you say? Something about drink? What was that last part? I say definitely um, you got to have someone like Jeff Bridges who's like the straw that stirs the drink. Oh, right, right. Because he was, uh, yeah, him, him, he kept a lot of it together, you know, kind of the comic relief. I mean, even in a movie that's not really that funny. And yeah, he was, uh, he stole the show a lot of the times. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got, I mean, we got some cool movies coming up. Um, next, oh, there's week- one more. There's one more I didn't say. There's one more oh, thing I, that Red go said. Ahead. Go ahead. Okay, drop your socks and reach. No, okay, okay drop <laughs> your cocks and reach for your socks. Remember that? He's yeah. in the back, in the back seat. They have the oh, guns in their head. Yeah. Oh, he's such, such a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> he was an asshole because you know it was funny when he said that i don't know if you noticed it but jeff bridges he was uh, eating the ice cream but he like fully deep-throated the ice cream yeah. right when he said that and he, like he left it in his mouth he's like oh uh, uh. <laughs> he like didn't know what to do didn't even like take it out of his mouth <laughs> and you know that was not written in there he did that yeah for sure <laughs> i love seeing the moments man so we got so next week we got ready player one this one i cannot wait i haven't seen this one in a little while this one it's a good movie what's next week ready player one is that a movie yeah what's that i don't even hear it i thought we're doing i thought it was something else no it's september still okay yeah that's the last one in september and then we get into um and then we get into our four weeks of halloween right so what's ready player one though Ready, ready. Is that what it's called? Chill out, Noble. Yeah, Ready Player One is what it's called. So it's a movie, and uh, it it was uh, it was a book first, and then Steven Spielberg got a hold of that book and turned it into a movie. And it's all about a it's all about a video game. Nice. Okay, Ready Player One. Got it. Yeah, and it's uh, pretty much just think of like the. This will be my first think, time watching. Cool. Think of like the metaverse, but it's like a, a big video game. So is it comedy or drama? Uh, I'd say action, drama. Cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Oh, are the gamers are these people? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the game that they're playing. And it's like, oh. I think it takes place in 2040 or like something like that. So. Somewhere in the, the near future, I believe it was a 2017 uh, released movie. And then the week after that, we got Freddy versus Jason. And then we got the audition. That. That's good. Yeah. And then we got the audition. That's one that Nelly picked. That's weird. I'm going to tell you right now, it's weird. <laughs> then we got House of a Thousand Corpses. So we're going to Rob Zombie's original uh, movie. And I've seen his stuff. And then for Halloween, we're going to be doing Scream 1, 2, and 3. We're going to be doing a breakdown of the trilogy of Scream. This is going to be a good one. All right. Cool. And uh, I got a couple movies in mind for uh, for after that. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. We got one more movie before we get into Halloween season. Yeah, Kidda said the book is critically acclaimed. Yeah, Ready Player One. 
And Kenneth said, nice, horror is fun. Yeah, we got a couple weeks. A couple yeah. weeks of Halloween horror. All right. Halloween well, make, horror. make sure you go subscribe to the podcast, Silver Screen Breakdowns. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. We appreciate you. And go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel. Yeah, you can find my channel, Nelson Tynes, on YouTube. We got some I got a demo reel and... Um, some acting footage, you can say, montage of uh, sorts. Then Instagram, Nelson Tynes underscore, follow me there. I'll follow you back. There Good we evening, go. Everybody. And Bogey will be back next week with us, breaking down Ready Player One. I cannot wait. This one is uh, it's a good flick. It's a good flick. Yeah, sounds good. We will see you then. Peace out, everybody. See you, everybody. Peace out, Nelson. See ya. This ain't a dream, we really lit this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most lit.